Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, welcome to season two of Brands on Brands on Brands. This is part two of our three-part series of the personal branding framework, building your community. Part three, here we go. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change, how do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands. I'm Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I believe that building a brand that matters is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in each week. Brands on Brands on Brands is on season two, and this is for you guys out there listening. It's very fun for me, very, very appreciative of you guys tuning in. Because of your listenership and your participation, we are a top 100 marketing podcast where entrepreneurs and marketing thought leaders come together to enlighten, to educate, to inspire entrepreneurs across the globe to get started building better brands. The show launched in May of 2019, hitting new and noteworthy on iTunes for business and marketing for seven straight weeks. And we've been blessed to feature the world's leaders in marketing and entrepreneurship. We're talking keynote speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, top podcasters, and many more. This year, you're going to have more of that to come. And we're going to dive deeper into personal branding, brands built around your service-based business, and the tactics that you need to continue to grow your skills in marketing and branding. Who am I? I'm Brandon, your brand strategist extraordinaire, marketing consultant with over 18 years experience on Fortune 100 brands such as Coca-Cola, Apple, and Wells Fargo. And of course, as always, if you want to get to know more about me, how to connect with me and how to work with me, you can always go to brandonbrands.com to see what is going on. And if you are new, I do appreciate you guys checking that out, but also hit that subscribe button and leave a review and rating of the show. I'd love it if you could help me with that and let your friends know that this is where you go to get your branding knowledge and that helps us grow the show and hit our goal of growing to be a top 25 marketing podcast instead of top 100. So let's try to do that together. Let's jump into it. So today's about our personal branding framework. If you haven't listened to the previous episode, uh, you'd want to do that. That was part one. This is part two. The personal branding framework is three pieces. It is your message. It is the community that you build and it is the impact that you make. And here's how I like to think about it to frame that again for you before we dive into the community piece of it, which is part two. Basically, it's like this. The first thing you have to do as a personal brand, as someone who's building their reputation, is find your voice. And you do that through your message. You have to figure out the thing you want to be known for so that people know what they want to go to you for or not go to you for. And when you find that message, people understand what you're all about and they are drawn to you or repelled from you. So as you build that message, you then start to gather a community around that message, which is what today is about, how to do that and the value of that. And as you build a community around your message and the thing you're known for, 
you get a chance to now engage with that community and they get a chance to engage with each other, which brings everyone further into your world. And when they're in that world, you now get to ask them questions like, hey, what else could I do for you to make my message better, to make my content stronger? And what problems do you have that I can solve? And when you do that, when you have that community that you are accessing and engaging with, and you know what problems they have, you can start to provide solutions. And as you provide solutions, that's when you have that third piece of this puzzle, which is impact. You get to help solve problems. You get to create experiences for your customers, for your clients, and help them move forward with whatever it is that they are trying to move forward with. And only in having that impact will you create meaningful relationships, will you create loyal customers and drive the value of your personal brand through the roof. And why is this important? Well, because if you don't actually help anybody, then no one's going to stick around to keep listening to what you're talking about. If people don't have a place to gather, even if you're helping them, then you'll never know if they have new problems that arise and they'll start to go to other people to get help solve those problems. And if you never figure out your message, let's say you build a community and you have an impact, but you never figure out your message, you never create a platform for your message, then you are losing a huge opportunity to grow and to be known for something. And you will just be another face in the crowd. So these are the three components, messaging, finding your voice, number one. Number two, building your community. And number three, making an impact, okay? So today is about community. So community, if we are the first piece of this, let's talk about the three pieces of community right now. As you can tell, I like to think in threes, right? But it helps us keep it simple. So for me, there's three pieces to building your community. One is authority slash expertise. Number two is discovery. And number three is list building. These are the three ingredients. Now, authority expertise is connected to your message. You have to be known for something and you have to then develop an authority around that topic. You have to know enough about it to be respected for your opinions. Hopefully you've been giving your opinions long enough that people either uh, resonate with what you're saying or don't. And hopefully you have enough experience that people would understand that you have an expertise in something. And as the person who's providing that content, that opinion content, that expert content, and as someone who's curating guests who also have expertise that you are talking to and pulling that expertise out of them and sharing that, you now are creating authority in your brand that you can share within a community in a curated fashion. And that's what you are gathering people around. They need a reason to go somewhere. Here's the thing. You don't just build a Facebook group or a community around a product or an idea. You create a community around something that they want to grow and change and learn from and interact with. And that idea is the thing that you are putting together. So for me, I have, you know, obviously I'm talking about marketing and, and branding. And when I bring people into my community, they are there for a reason. And my job is to figure out what that reason is or to give them a reason to want to join. And it's, hey, you come here to learn about marketing, to talk about your business and to exchange ideas and get access to me. And through those steps, hopefully you become a more educated marketer or you get little tips and tricks that help you move forward with something you've had a barrier on, or you get access to ask me a question that you've always had that you never got a one-on-one answer for. So that kind of centered idea that people come for one thing and they know what they're going for and they know why they join helps you build the right people into the community. If you have it too broad, too vague, 
there's not a specific thing this community is around, if it's a mix of like your friends, your family, the, your old colleagues, your clients, your the people that listen to your podcast and all these other things, you'll never know what to put into that community that is relevant. What you wanna do is create something that they all have in common, that they enjoy talking about together so that they engage. And when you present content, you know who you're writing for and you know who you're creating for and who you're creating experiences for. And those people, when they engage with each other, because that's what you should be encouraging them to do, they all have something in common. They're all there for the same reason as opposed to being there for tons of different reasons. When they're there for the same reason, they will begin to engage with each other and you can facilitate that. You can facilitate that engagement through some common experience question that will lead them down the path and you can ask them to share about themselves and with you. And so authority expertise is the first piece of this. It is the group building part of it. And when people know why they should join something, it's easier to tell them about it and ask them to join. Yeah, that sounds like it's exactly for for me. And you can get out there and prospect and tell people about this group that you have that does these things that they can decide if it's for them or not. The second thing on our list today that we're going to talk about for community, uh, the first one was authority slash expertise. The second is discovery and the third is list building. So let's talk about discovery right now. Obviously to build a community, people need to be able to find you. Community what a community does is it gives you it gives you a place to send people, right? A lot of people will interact with your content or they'll see a post or they'll see you leave a comment in a Facebook group or you'll meet them in person and shake their hand and they could follow you on social media and that's fine, but you will then start posting posts on social media and they may not see it because if you post on social media, only like 3% of your followers are even seeing the things that you post at any given time. So you're losing all that. But if you have people within a group, they get more notifications that say your group is active and there's something happening that they need to pay attention to. So you have more opportunity for them to see what's going on in your group. And more importantly, when you're out there engaging with other people and you direct message them, you don't just have to start with a sell of something that you're trying to push. You could say, hey, nice to meet you. Or I saw you talking about this idea in the group. I actually have a whole group that's that dives into that idea. And we discuss this, that, and the other thing. And we're here for this reason. And I think it would be perfect for you since you're at this similar place in your business. Feel free to check it out. It's free and it's, it's helpful. And I'd appreciate you uh, being a part of that community. I'd love to see you there. And those personal invites can help grow a community pretty quick. And as you grow your community, you grow your opportunity to drive people towards your content and towards your products and services when they make sense for them. And that community, by the way, is a great place for you to get people's information. So to join a group, a lot of the times you need to give people access to your email address or a phone number or whatever it is. That's the goal. Bring them into a group, get their information so that you now have another touch point that you control. So someone joins my Facebook group because they see value in it. They either like me, they like something I said, or they want to be a part of that community. To join the group, they have to give me an email. It's a closed group email. And I get to ask them a couple questions besides the email. I can ask them what their biggest challenges are or what podcast do they listen to or whatever it is. And in that information, I'm learning a lot about them and about the group. So if, you know, out of a hundred people, 90 of them say that they all have a similar challenge, I'm starting to get a good idea of what I can help them solve in terms of products that I built. And that list building is huge. Not only am I getting information about them, I now have a way that I can continuously contact them. 
yes, on social media, but also on channels I control. So if social media shuts down one day, I'm not affected because now that I have their emails, we can go and figure out, okay, I'm going to send you something each week to let you know, hey, this week we have this interesting topic that you've been asking about. I did a whole interview with someone on it. Check it out. And by the way, if you want to listen more, subscribe and and you know follow the the show or whatever the thing is, your Facebook Live show or your podcast or your your blog or whatever the thing is. Point is, people you brought into your Facebook group because of your direct interaction with them may not already follow your content, but by giving you their information in this list, you now can start to deliver content to them that comes from your platform that you built, which we talked about in the previous. Uh, model, which is your blog, your podcast, or your YouTube video. Those The interconnectivity between these things is what drives the interest. You have to have so many interactions with the person before they feel like they trust you, before they feel like they want to work with you and buy something from you, and before they trust you enough to say, yeah, this is the person for me. And a part of that is in this list building phase, step three, list building, right? Number one, authority and expertise. Number two, discovery. They have to be able to find you. You have to generate discovery. Number three, list building. Before we get into list building too much, let me jump back to discovery for one second. There's one thing that messes people up that is a common misconception, a common myth that people are misinvesting in all the time. And I say this, I'll say this to the cows come home. Discovery happens two ways. You either post organically or you pay for eyeballs through advertising. Now, a lot of people focus on the organic side because it's free and it's something you can do and you can do it every day and you can post and use hashtags and all that stuff. Problem is the people that did it early got the best ROI from it. But the people that are starting now and are doing it on platforms that really have scale are not getting the benefit of discovery from organic posts, not as much as they used to. So what happens is you do all this work to create posts and no one sees it. And if not a lot of people are seeing it, there becomes an ROI problem. If you're doing it for free yourself, go for it. Great, do that. I do that. But if you go through the trouble of paying someone to manage your social media for you, you better make sure that that ROI of paying them isn't something that is better spent on a paid ad. So for example, if you have two grand to spend on someone a month on social media management, You better make sure that that $2,000 isn't better spent on Facebook ads. What I see all the time is you're paying someone to to post pretty pictures every week on your social media and 200 people are seeing it. Whereas if you spent that same $2,000 on a Facebook ad that you build once and you run over and over again, you might have tens of thousands of people seeing it instead of 200 or less than 200. And for a lot of people or brands or personal brands that haven't grown their audience enough that haven't been around long enough to have an audience, Facebook ads is a faster way to spend that same amount of money. I'm not saying you should go and create a marketing budget and start buying Facebook ads. I'm saying if you are spending money for someone to manage your social posting that was gonna be organic and free, but now you're spending money, you better make sure that that money couldn't be better spent elsewhere first because the fastest way to grow an audience with that money isn't gonna be organic, it's gonna be paid. So uh, paid ads, I should say. So. That's one of the common misconceptions about discovery. Discovery is awesome. If you are on TikTok right now, if you're on LinkedIn right now, you have a tremendous ability to grow your following organically. If you aren't, get started. If you are trying to start from scratch on Facebook or on Instagram, you've got a lot of work to do. 
and it's not going to happen that quickly for you. So at the end of the day, if you're willing to wait five years, great. But if you're not, you've got to start building up quickly. You got to find other ways to do it. And a lot of that discovery is going to happen more through paid advertising or through your personal interaction and PR and getting interviews and whatever else it is. So, and speaking from stages and whatever else. So just want to talk about that for a minute. And then now let's jump into part three. So we have, we're talking about community, how to build your community, which is a big piece of building your personal brand. That community is delivered by authority and expertise that you gather people around, discovery of people actually finding this group and you, and then list building. So again, you taking all these people and pulling them into your world, that's an ownable asset. So how do you do that? How do you do the list building? Well, you have to give them something of value for them to give you information. Facebook group is one way, you're giving them a place to interact. But what you could do a lot of the time is make sure that your business has some kind of freebie, some kind of useful information or tool or course or blog or resource or steps or whatever, something free that you create that's digital that you can send them in exchange for an email. And you, when you're, you know, usually it's like whatever question you get asked the most, it's typically the thing you can build a lead magnet around, build a solution around and say, actually, I'm glad you asked that. I have a resource that takes care of that for you. It is this, and you can just download it here. In downloading it, they'll have to give you an email to do that. And that's where you bring them onto your list. And as you bring them onto your list, you now again have control of your communication with them, which is all you really want. Honestly, the more touch points you can build, the better. If you can get their email address, their phone number, their DM, their, you get them in your Facebook group, you have more opportunities to connect with them. I'm not saying do all of them all at once all the time. I'm saying you have more chances and the ownable ones are the best ones. So build your list. And that's something that can grow. If you can continue to grow your list faster than people unsubscribe because you're giving them valuable information and they want to stay on your list, then you're starting to build a group of people that you can ask questions to, that you can tell about your latest launches and your new content, that you can ask what they need and you can solve their problems and then start to figure out what it is that they will buy that solves the problem that they say that they have that's worth money to them. That is the key. A lot of people, I'll tell you, avoid list building because sending emails is a lot of work because coming up with lead magnets is a little bit of work that no one knows how to do or because they think that they can just become an Instagram star and that following will buy from them. But I'll tell you what, there's so many people that have built Instagram followings or Facebook followings and when they tried to sell something, it didn't work. And I'll tell you what, a lot of that has to do with the nurturing they've done to that community, but a lot of it also has to do with the the amount of communication that they haven't pulled from social media into their own world, into their own channels, into their own platforms. So what I'll tell you is your list is the number one thing you could be focusing on, especially if you are starting by selling some coaching services or you're doing some one-on-one work. Everyone you can build into your email, and if it's small, that's fine. Just start emailing people one by one. Anyone you can start to build and add to that list that is qualified, that has found something that you've offered for free, that shows that they're interested in the thing you might be selling in the future, anything you can do do to be building that list is huge. And once you build the list, you now have someone who you can nurture because some of them might be cold and not ready to buy now. And some of them might be warm, some of them might be hot. But now that they're on your email, you can bring them through to be getting warmer and hotter as 
they go. And when they're ready for the thing that you're selling, finally you have their attention and they might notice something that you're selling that, that they want to have a piece of. So it's, it's hugely important. A lot of people miss it or neglect it or just put it off. And because they'd rather, because A, because they're wasting a ton of time posting on social media. I mean, how many people, how many hours are you guys spending posting on social media every day, but aren't building an email list and sending emails out, right? Like, let's look at that. Number one, uh, a lot of people are just bogged down. And if you only have so many, so many hours in the day, this is where I'd be spending my time. And that's, I think a huge uh, priority that I want to leave you guys with. It's what I want to end today on is this idea that you have to build your list to build your community. If you don't have a list, you are at you are subject to the Facebooks and social media channels of the world letting you continue to post. So I'd say take that into your own hands. Make sure you have people's con- uh, information, and that is what's going to give you the opportunity to start to understand your customers, to start to have better interactions with them, to let them start seeing your material more often, so that you can figure out how it is that you're going to have an impact. And that's what we're going to talk about in part three. Next episode is impact the third stage or step in the branding framework, the personal branding framework, build your message, build your community, make an impact. And we'll talk about how you do that in the next episode. And I appreciate you guys listening. I hope you guys found this valuable. Hope you're loving the new show. And again, I have three episodes that are around this branding framework. I do have an interview episode coming out for you on Monday with David Mirren Scott. And uh, I want you guys to check it out and look forward to having you guys listening each week. If you haven't had a chance to go subscribe to the show, please do that. Please screenshot this episode if you found value in it, post it on social media and make sure you subscribe and you tell your friends to subscribe. Leave a, a review and a rating so that the algorithm knows that this is something that you guys want to get more of. And uh, I appreciate you. And we'll catch you guys next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.